this is an, an interesting story, um, and it involves the Paradise Papers. Remember the Paradise Papers uh, that we were talking about earlier on in the week? Uh, these Paradise Papers, of course, um, it involves a, a, a law firm in Bermuda, which enabled very wealthy people to go and, uh, you know, some people are saying they avoid taxes. Who doesn't avoid, the, you know, taxes in some respect? Uh, you know, we don't know if there's any laws being broken, but a lot of wealthy people have parked their money offshore uh, in uh, investments, according to these Paradise Papers that was were leaked earlier on. One of them is a guy named Julien Lavallee. And because of the fantastic investigative job that the uh, folks at the Toronto Star and CBC have done, we are learning about this guy today. And I want to just say this. Little did you know when you bought that ticket off off of StubHub that you might actually be helping somebody put that cash into an offshore account. Uh, that is the case with this guy, Julian Lavallee, who was a Canadian super scalper. Rob Cribb is an investigative reporter for the Toronto Star. Rob, I could not stop reading this story today. It's it gets it's one of those stories that it reads like a frankly like a Hollywood film. You know, you you start at the beginning and oh, there's a little weirdness, and then it gets the story gets even bigger and bigger, and then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, maybe I participated in this story. Yeah, it's utterly fascinating. It's been one of the most interesting stories I've worked on in years. Um, you've got a guy, and and just a young guy, 30-year-old guy living in the suburbs of Montreal, started selling uh, tickets as on a, a little business run out of his parents' house in his 20s. He got uh, good at it, um, grew and grew, um, was making revenues of around $8 million in 2014. And then uh, he got so big, he looked offshore to expand. He, he went to this law firm in Bermuda to register a, an offshore company in a tax haven, tax haven of Isle of Man. And he submitted as part of that these documents that we obtained, which essentially lay out his business plan, his model for expanding into the UK. And it, it makes very clear that he was doing so based on a, a quote, relationship with the biggest uh, secondary ticket market in the world, which is StubHub, which is an extraordinary thing. StubHub is a company that bills itself as being sort of a fan-to-fan um, relationship. They just play sort of a middleman role so that you can sell tickets you're not going to use to somebody else. But what we've learned is that, in fact, StubHub uh, not only permits mass market industrial scale ticket sales, but in fact courts it. They have a program for people just like Julian Lavallee who sell hundreds of thousands of tickets every year. They get special deals. They get special access and better and better rates. And uh, so it's it, it is in fact a marketplace for mass market ticket sales, which all of us probably have participated in unwittingly. You know, you, you StubHub they they say that they agree that the use of bots to procure tickets is unfair and anti-consumer. And StubHub has always supported anti-bot legislation and encourages poly, uh, policymakers to look comprehensively at the host of factors that impact a fan's ability to fairly access, buy, resell, or even give away tickets in a competitive ticket market. To that, I say, uh, right. You're incentivizing it. I mean, it just seems like they're talking out of both sides of their mouth. Yeah, it's it's really, really interesting. So StubHub, um, despite repeated requests uh, to sit down with us for an interview, never never agreed to that. They did submit a statement which reads um, similar to what I think you just read there. I think I just read their statement. Yeah. And, and what's so interesting is we pulled testimony um, before a British parliamentary hearing in which their, their legal counsel in Europe was asked this very question, right? So when you see this kind of activity happening on your website where it's very clear you've got people who are selling 
mass market tickets. Um, what 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 do you feel your responsibility is there? Do you do you have do you have a responsibility to investigate those sellers? And the response is, and I'm I'm going to read this right now. This guy Paul Peake, who is uh, representing StubHub in these hearings, says, "Absolutely not. We do not police or monitor our site, and we are not required to do so." And then he got pressed on this again because it was such a surprising answer. Mm. And then he repeats it: "We have no legal responsibility to monitor our sites." which I think is an extraordinary admission for, for the millions of people who turn to StubHub with reassurances, with reassurances that this is a safe environment where, where there is uh, scrutiny and validation and that the tickets you're going to buy on, on StubHub are going to be real tickets. In fact, what we've learned is that, that tickets routinely get canceled. So when, when, uh, when venues uh, and artists learn of uh, tickets potentially being sold illegally in Britain as a result of this, they just cancel them. And, and there's this remarkable story told by uh, one of our sources in the story. He's a, he works security for some of the biggest venues in Britain, and he's, he's witnessed numerous times people showing up uh, for uh, a concert, often it's celebratory moments in their lives, mm-hmm. completed cancer treatments or anniversaries. In many cases, they've flown into London from from other places, and they show up at the venue to see their their heroes, and they're told they can't come in because those tickets were canceled because they were clearly purchased illegally. But they don't know that, right? So it's so interesting is that you could buy tickets this way and think that you've actually successfully bought a ticket, but if in fact you're buying it from one of these industrial-sized scalpers, they could have been canceled, and you wouldn't even know. Right, this third party. Yeah. Wow. Uh, one of the things that I thought was fascinating is I learned a new term today, ticket harvesting. Ticket harvesting. I mean, th- <laughs> that to me, you know, really speaks to the size of this, you know, the size of this problem. It's a global business, $8 billion global business of scalping. And to me, it's it seems despicable uh, that, you know, we turn a blind eye to these third party sellers and, uh, you know, say, well, it's the people using the bots. It's not it's not the sites that sell the tickets for the people using the bots. How can you how can you separate those? It's a real problem in terms of enforcement. And, and I don't even know what the answer is. I've been I've been racking my brain on this. I've spent months working on this. At the end of the day, you know, what governments say is, well, we're working on it. Ontario has proposed law, anti-bot law. Quebec has some law. The Brits are sort of leading the way. They have pretty vigorous consumer law uh, around transparency. Like if you're selling tickets, you're, you're, you really do have to say who you are. You can't misrepresent yourself. You can't say you're an individual when you're actually a company. But at the end of the day, here's the problem. This is such a cross-border, multi-jurisdictional problem, right? So, you know, you could be a Julian Lavallee in Montreal where there is laws around this kind of thing. But if you're, if you're doing the activity, if the incidents are happening in Britain or the United States, for example, though that Quebec law does not apply to you. Like the, you're not breaking Quebec law. You're not, you're not ripping off Quebecers, right? Mm-hmm. So how is it that Quebec can take action against you? It's, it's a real problem because at the end of the day, I mean, there's just border limitations to, to law enforcement and their jurisdictions. And, and so, you know, how do you ultimately solve this problem? I mean, certainly we're starting to see laws come into place, and there's certainly been a lot of hoopla in Ontario about this proposed new law that's going to ban bots. But, you know, at the end of the day, where these people are and where the the, the actual tickets are being purchased are often two different places with two different sets of laws. And and it, they really it's pretty easy to, to place yourself beyond the reach of uh, of law enforcement. 
What will happen to Julianne Lavallee? I mean, does he just get off scot-free? I mean, we, we see that his financial record $7.9 million in 2014 alone. You think about that. That, that to me, is an unbelievable amount of money. Yeah, and that's in 2014, right? So he's, what happens? He's, he's since gone. He's gone. He's expanded into Europe. Who knows what that number is today? You know what? Here's the thing. I don't think anything happens. I'm going to. Tell, I'm going to be honest with you. I think under the current legislative regimes, I don't think anything happens. I mean, I think there. I can't imagine there won't be an investigation. And my hope is that uh, you know authorities in Quebec and and potentially federal authorities might look at this. But it's very unclear to me under what laws they can lay charges unless he's unless he's breaching provincial law involving Quebec customers, which would be ridiculously stupid to do. I, I, I just don't know how you get them. So is the takeaway from your piece, uh, you know, be, think very carefully about, about who you're actually supporting when you buy these tickets from a third party? I mean, I think it is, but at the end of the day, like I don't like I used it. I'm sure you used uh, StubHub and, mm-hmm. and other such services. I don't know how you are able to decipher as a consumer whether I'm buying a ticket from you. You're just somebody who's sick and can't go to the show tonight and want to unload your ticket, or whether I'm buying from Julian Lavalle. It's it's virtually impossible to tell. And so, you know, so what is the moral of the story? It, just don't buy tickets. Don't go to shows. I mean, I guess that's one way to do it, but. Uh, it's not a very satisfying answer for most mm-hmm. of us who are fans of, uh, uh, you know, of, of music and entertainment and sports. Like we want to go, and so, I mean, the trick is, I think there has to be some sort of um, global response. Countries have to come together and be able to share information and and tackle this in the way that scalpers are are doing it, which is through exploiting, you know, um, borders and limitations of law enforcement.